Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. We will continue the last session of the teaching, Who Cares for the Orphans? The widows and the poor and the oppressed today. I hope that I will finish today. If you were not here last Sunday, please make sure that you get the CD from last Sunday. Because last Sunday I was talking about the nature of God regarding He cares for the oppressed, the poor, the widows, and the fatherless. And I also mentioned in the Old Testament from the book of Isaiah, the book of Job, the book of Ezekiel. And other books that God really cares for the poor, the widows, and the fatherless. Throughout the Bible, consistently, we can see the same topic. And today we're gonna look in the New Testament together and end with the promise of God and the practical point. Before I go on, I'd like to read this scripture to remind you one more time who our God is. One thing in my heart. That God really stirred in my heart every day as a pastor. He told me that make sure that my people know me. It's not just coming to church to find a girlfriend, find a job, and to hang out and have a big party, eating together, singing nice song together. But my people need to know me, know Him personally. This scripture show us what kind of God we serve in Psalm 68 verse 5. Our God is a father of the fatherless, a defender of widows. Is God in His holy habitation? Everyone say, Our God, Our God is the father, father of the fatherless, defender of widows. Psalm one o three verse six. I'm going to read a lot of scripture because this is a teaching, not preaching time. Today I will teach you the word of God. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Those who are oppressed are those who are treated unfairly in society. So God really gives justice to the oppressed, to those who are unjustly treated in society. Psalm 140 verse 12: I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and justice for the poor. From this three scripture, we can learn that God really cares for the fatherless, the orphans, the widows, the poor, the unfortunate people, and the oppressed in society. Now today, we will continue into the New Testament to see that throughout the Bible, the character of our God is to care for those people, and we are His disciple. We should have the same character as our God. Some of this scripture may be quite strong if you read it carefully, and you may feel convicted on the inside of you, like me. I was so convicted by all this scripture. I'm going to start from the word that was spoken by John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. He actually was a cousin of Jesus, and he came before Jesus showed up and. 
told people the theme, his theme of his message is repentance. We need to repent in order to get into the kingdom of God. And this is what he said in Luke chapter 3. He said this way, And even now, the axe laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Wow, this is a very strong statement. There are two things in life. You need to understand it. Two things in life, doing bad things, sinful things, like cheating, corruption, adultery, fornication, lies, and doing some bad things. That is the wrong thing, bad fruit. But God also said that He expects us to bear good fruits. Our God is a good God. And he wants us to bear good fruit. The negative side, don't do bad things. And the positive side, we need to do good things. Bear good fruits. The sentence is so strong here. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. What did God require Christians to do? We cannot just say, you know, I'm saved. I never cheat, I never rob a bank, I never commit adultery, but I sit at home selfishly and entertain myself and have a happy life and I don't care about other people. That is not good fruit. Good fruit means go out to help the poor, help the widow, the single moms, help the fatherless, build a church, fly to mission trip, help other people. That is good fruit. Because our God is a good God. He expects us. He requires us to produce good fruit. Wow, today, some of you are going to have to put a seat by on because you're going to run away soon after you hear all this scripture. Amen? This scripture is not spoken only to the Pharisees and the tax collectors and the prostitutes. This scripture was talking to everybody, including you and me, in this generation. Luke chapter 3, verses 10 to 11 This is in the New Testament again. So the people asked him saying, what shall we do then? What shall we do in order to enter the kingdom of God, to go to heaven? He answered and said to them, he who has two tunics, today maybe two coats, two jackets, let him give to him who has none. And he who has food, let him do likewise. This is, the word of God that come out from the mouth of John the Baptist. He said that if you have too many things and other people don't have, share with them what you have. If they don't have food to eat, share with them the food that you have. We have so much in America. We have thrown away so much food. Actually, when I first moved to the U.S., the first few weeks, I was so shocked because after we put the glove on, this is in surgery, in the operating room. We put a glove on, perform surgery. We put the glove out and throw in the garbage can. And I was shocked because in Thailand, we re-sterilize it and use it again for the poor. We use that glove again to sterilize, but I know in America, lawsuit is a big deal. So people don't want to get into lawsuit. They have to throw the, the juice thing away in the hospital so that no one can sue them, that they bring AIDS or infection to other people. It's just the way to protect themselves from being sued by some lawyers. But it's just a waste to throw all... Actually, sometimes I put the glove in six point half, which is too tight for my hand. I put eight gloves. 
and the nurse pull out and haven't even used it, they throw the garbage can instead of reuse it again. It's just the way the culture is. We have so much, but people out there have nothing in the world. Some family have no food to eat. We have to share with them our clothes, our food, whatever we have. We can share with the needies and the poor, the widows and the fatherless. In Luke chapter 14, let's continue to read. Okay, that's what John the Baptist said in the New Testament. Now let's look at Luke chapter 14. That Jesus was talking to the people in the house of the Pharisee. He also said to him and who invited him, When you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Wow, what a strong statement from the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a general statement of our Lord to every believer. What is our tendency? We have a tendency to invite our friend, relative, people that can pay us back to our dinner, to our party. Because they can do some good thing for us. But the Bible says you don't only invite your friend and your relative. You invite a stranger, the poor, the widow who has no money to pay you back. Or the fatherless to come to your home to eat with you. And this is the command of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we should care for the oppressed, the widows, the fatherless, the single mother the poor and the oppressed in our society. Actually, in the world, there are wonderful Christians, thousands and ten thousand of Christians all over the world. Wonderful people love God. They just come to church and sit on, in the church on Sunday. And they sing beautiful worship songs. They dress nice with tie and nice clothes. They're really good people. They don't cheat anybody. They don't smoke. They don't drink. But... They never have their eyes on their neighbors around them in the same church who are in need, who are lacking, who are the fatherless in the church walking around without father. They don't even know their neighbor, a single mom whose husband just passed away last week. They don't care. They don't do good works. They just enjoy the worship and the lunch on Sunday. But they don't think about other people. They're bad, good people. They're not bad people. But they forget about the command of Jesus Christ. When they meet some single mom in the church, they just walk by and don't care. They don't even try to smile and build relationship and try to encourage that single mom or the widow in the church. My dear brother and sister, let's raise the standard of our Christian walk. Not just only avoid doing bad stuff. But let's raise the standard. We, we, we start to be sensitive to the needs of other people. We look for people who are in need, people who are lonely. The foreign student who came in who has no friend, looking for people who are oppressed in the society, stranger that walk into the church that may not even have one friend in the church. Let us open our eyes to look for those people and reach out to them and love them. I remember Pastor Da and I, one time, we have a Japanese student sitting here. 
and we noticed that she was quite depressed. And later on, we interviewed her. We find out that her dad is a pastor in Japan, not part of Japan. And her dad lost one of the sons, so the finances kind of collapsed. But she was already sent to America to study at Northwest College. At that time, the compassion rose up in my heart and passed our heart because the pastor is a dad, and she was going to the good school. We say, "Why don't you move into our home? You can stay here for free, free food, free." Place to stay, and she stayed with us for many years until she graduated from Northwest College and went back home. She just moved on with her life. Thank God that we were able to take care of this foreign student whose father got into financial trouble. My dear brother and sister, we should be sensitive to the people around us and show love to those who are in need. In Matthew chapter 25, we find a prophetic parable that the Lord Jesus Christ talked about. The communities, or the church, or the nations, he called the groups of people sheep and goats. Sheep and goats. One group he called sheep, the sheep nation, or the sheep church, or the sheep house. And another group called goats house, goats nation. The one that he called sheep is on his right hand, and the one he called goat is on the left hand. And again. He spoke very strong statement to the goats. Let me read to you in Matthew chapter 25, verses 41 on. Okay, listen carefully. The heart of God for the people in this generation. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, the goats, "Depart from me, you curse." Wow, which very strong statement. If I say this to you, I think you can slap on my face. Into the everlasting fire. Oh, if I say this to some member, I may be in trouble. Prepare for the devil and his angels. Very strong statement. You know that hell or the hell fires was not prepared for human being. It was prepared for only the devil, fallen angel, and demon. But as human being, we have choices. We can choose to go to heaven, or we can choose to go to hell. God give us choices. We must make choice. I rather choose to go to heaven. I don't want to go to the place where the devil gonna be there for eternity. I like to go to heaven with Pastor Da and have a nice house up there together. I pray that God will give her house to be my neighbor next door, so I can fellowship with her. She was not my wife in heaven; we just brother and sister. Amen. We choose to go to heaven, but these people gonna go to the hellfire. Wow, very strong word. Then verse 42 to 45. What didn't they do? Let me repeat one more time. What didn't they do? They did not do something here and caused them to be in trouble. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison. You did not visit me. Then they all will answer him, saying, "Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you?" Then he, the the master, the Lord Jesus, will answer them, saying, "Actually, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do, everyone say, did not do." There's a problem of doing something wrong, and there's a problem of do not do something right. 
in Christian walk. You did not do it to one of the least of these, mean to people around us, people that He brought to our life. Definitely, we have limited resources, limited time, energy, and money. Have limited talent. We cannot help everybody in the world. We cannot help every orphanage in the world. It's impossible. We have only limited resources. We have limited resources. Therefore, we have to pick and choose where God wants us to care and to minister to. But when God lead those people to our life, we need to respond. Did not do to one of the least of this. You did not do it to me. When you do good to people that cannot pay you back. Cannot help you, cannot do any good things to you. You do it to the Lord, and you know who's gonna pay you back? God will pay you back, because you don't do it to them, you do it to the Lord. Wow, this is a strong statement that these people will be in the eternal lake of fire. So, what God tried to set the standard of the church of believers is this: we have two things. To consider, number one, we avoid doing bad things, and number two, we must do the good things as well. That is to take care of the oppressed, the poor, the widow, the fatherless, and the needy in our society and in the world that God leads them to us. Amen. I hope you don't get mad at me when I preach this. This is from the Word of God, and we need to raise our standard how we walk as a believer. Amen. All this scripture that I read from the book of Matthew 25, Luke chapter 14, Luke chapter 3, sum up in one verse written by James the apostle. Look at what James say. James say in James chapter 1 verse 27, pure and defy religion. I want to change the word religion into the walk with God, our faith walk with God. Before God and the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their trouble, and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In the Pentecostal churches like us, we always hear the preaching again and again. We need to abstain ourselves from the worldly things. We should not get involved in drugs and in pornography, in uh, prostitute or anything wrong. We should. Abstain ourselves. We should stay away from worldliness or loving the world. That is the negative part of Christian life: is to get involved in the wrong thing. But we rarely hear the sermon or the message of the first one. What we need to do, you see, in this scripture, talk about what we should not do and what we should do. What should we do? We should visit orphans, widows in their trouble. The negative side we don't do, but the positive side is to care for the poor, the widows, the fatherless, the oppressed, afflicted in the society. We should do as well, and that will label us as a true believer, true disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. True faith will produce both sides: abstaining from wrong thing. And doing the right thing because the spirit of God is in us, His character, His fruit is in us, and His fruit is kindness, love, mercy. When we see people get into trouble, we have the mercy in our heart to look after them and help them with the best we can. Amen. 
That is a true religion or true faith. Now we're going to look at the Bible in the book of Proverbs, the promise of God and the warnings of God. Now we're going to go to the promises and the warning in the book of Proverbs together. Proverbs 19, 17. He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. When you help the poor, when you help the needy, the widows, the fatherless, you lend to the Lord. And thank God, our God never keep himself in debt to anybody. He pay back. How many people has loaned money to somebody but they don't pay you back? Have you ever have experience? <laughs> not, not a good experience. That's why from the first day of the church when I started New Hope International Church many years ago, I told all the members, I haven't said this for a long time. I haven't said this for a long time. I told the whole member at that generation, I said, no borrowing money in this church. If you want to help, just give. Don't borrow. Because, you know, when you lend money and the brother doesn't pay you back, what happened? That brother will leave the church because he could not face you. Or you yourself leave the church because you don't want to face that brother either. And then you have bad attitude toward each other. And then chaos happened in the church. So we don't recommend you lend money. If you want to give help, just give and don't expect anything back. Give as much as you can handle. Amen? And not only that, we teach also a man who does not work does not eat. It means that people don't walk into the church and take advantage of the church by saying, I'm poor, give me money, give me, give me, give me, give me. You have to work too. Yes, you already work hard, but you don't have enough money to pay your bill. Yes, we help you. But we don't entertain laziness in the church. People who come in, walk in, try to take advantage of God's people. Amen? So we have to protect our people as well. Okay. Proverbs say that when you give to the poor, give to the needy, you lend to the Lord. And the Lord will pay you back with interest. This morning, Pastor Da mentioned about a man in Thailand. I never know about his story until she told me this morning. His name is Maitri Mochadara. He was the owner of Sanjo Company, which is related to Japan. Company, very rich man. Actually, I went to his home before I became a believer, and I was co so convicted by the sharing. He is the one who told me, go back to your home and look at the mirror and tell yourself you are not a sinner. He told me, this man. Later on, he died, and he left nothing to his wife. Zero. And he even said to his wife, I'm sorry. I did not leave much inheritance, even though I'm a rich man, because I gave to the minister and I gave to all the poor. The wife was so devastated because she did not have money from this rich husband. But God still paid her back. She said that suddenly an envelope showed up in her house. 100,000 baht come out of the blue. And then she invested to raise chicken. And sell chicken by that 100,000 baht. And now her salary, her income from that business, 1 million baht a month. God pays her back. Because her husband gave to the poor and gave to the minister and gave to churches. You never outgive God. God pay her back now. All of her children have nice house, everything, because God pay her back. God will pay you back when you lend to him. By helping the poor. You don't see God with your eyes, but you see the poor around you. The widows around you. Amen? 
she will pay you back. Thank God for many of you who have been faithful in tithing. Tithing or ten percent to the church is a basic thing. It's a beginning. Let's go beyond tithing. Let's use our money to help the needy, the poor, the widow, and the fatherless. Amen. Proverbs chapter thirty-one talk about the virtuous or honorable wife or the model mother. I believe that. All the ladies who listen to this sermon are going to be virtuous wife and honorable mother. This is the lifestyle of the virtuous woman. Proverbs 31 verse 20, she extends the, her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Wow. How many people want to be honorable wife and honorable woman? What do you do with your hand? You extend love and mercy and kindness to the needy and to the poor. You help them. You help the widows, the kids around, running around without the father. Proverbs 21 verse 13. Now is a warning. The first two were the promise. Now the warning. Proverbs 21 verse 13. Whoever shuts his ears to the cry of the, of the poor will also cry himself and not be heard. People who are selfish, self-centered, and love money, don't care for the poor, don't care for the needy, their prayers will not get answered. You can pray for 10 years, it's bounced back. Because God say, because you don't listen to the cry of the poor, I'm not going to listen to you either. This is the warning from heaven. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 27, He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. Which one you choose, the first sentence or the second sentence? The first sentence, if you give to the poor, you will never lack any good things in your life. That is the promise of God. But the warning of God, he say, he who hides his eyes, you walk by and you pretend not to see. You don't care for the poor. You're going to face many curses. Wow, God takes this seriously. I can see throughout the Bible, throughout consistently, how God cares for the poor, the needy, the oppressed, the afflicted, the widows, and the fatherless. Very clear. Now let me read the last one in the Old Testament before we go to the practical point together. The last one comes from the book of Amos. The book of Amos talks about the generation or the nation that is so full of injustice and selfishness. And when you read this scripture, sometimes you can see the situation in the charismatic church. I'll read to you and you will understand, okay? This is what God warned his people who are selfish and practice injustice to people who have been afflicted or oppressed. And God warned them that if you do this, my presence will leave that house. And you will not get my blessing. You will not get my favor and my grace that much because you practice that way. Let me read from Amos, chapter 6, verses 3 to 6. Are you okay? A lot of warning here. Amen? Do you still love me? Okay. Thank God. Woe to you who put far off the day of doom. In other words, instead of helping people who are in bad shape, you just put it off. You don't care. Who cause the seed of violence to come near, to encourage, who promote, Injustice practice. Who lie on beds of ivory. 
I have my own nice bed. I enjoy my home. Stretch out on your couches and watch Ipman Number Three, or the sound of music. Eat lambs from the flock. You have so much food in your refrigerator, and carve from the midst of the stall. Eat the steak every day. Nice food on your table every day. Who sing idly to the sound of the strings instruments, and if Invent for yourself musical instrument like David. Wow, come to church and hallelujah, sing beautiful song. Have red light, green light, everything is entertainment. Everyone enjoy the entertainment in the church. Oh, the pastor entertain you with a good preaching, tickle your ear, make you happy. Everything is about entertainment. Nice music, nice show. Everyone just oh, enjoy one hour in the church and go home. Is that the church condition? Uh, who drink wine from bowls? Evening time, I need a sip of wine a little bit to enjoy my stomach, and anoint yourself with the best ointments. Have all kind of perfume, makeup. I, I'm not against all this. Don't take me wrong. I'm not against good food, nice music. I'm not against your makeup. Okay, but what God is against is this. But are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. What it means is this: the society. And including some churches, practice what Amos say. They enjoy themselves in the charismatic movement. They enjoy the good preaching. Enjoy the nice music on the stage. They enjoy everything. I have nice house. God bless me with prosperity, good health. Nothing wrong about those things. But injustice and selfishness. They don't care about the poor out there on the street. They don't care about the widows in the church. The single mom, the fatherless in the church, they just enjoy themselves, and God warned them, <laughs> "This is not good." Throughout the Bible, God is warning us to wake up and care for the poor, the afflicted, the oppressed, the needy, the stranger, the foreigner, the fatherless, and the widow. Usually, start with fatherless. And then followed by widow. I make it reverse. Actually, I should start with the word fatherless because fatherless is the person who has no help in themselves. They need help 100%. Now let us look at the response. I pray that after you listen to these two sermon last Sunday and this Sunday, and heard all the scripture I read from the Old Testament to the New Testament, the promises and the warnings in the Bible, I hope that you begin to have a real burden. To take care of the needy, the fatherless, the widows, the single mom, the stranger, the foreigner, you begin to respond to the word of God. In the past, if you did not do it, it's the past. We can repent and we can start now. Amen. Sometimes we don't do it not because we have a bad attitude, just because we don't know. We are ignorant. We are not taught in the church. That's why I need to teach you. We need to be taught. The truth, so that we can practice the truth. Amen. Some of you listen to this and you say, "Oh, Pastor Lau, these people deserve that trouble because they make mistake. They take drug. They get into relationship with a man without marriage, unwed relationship. That's why they have a baby and the man run away. Yeah, she deserved that. She deserved to be a single mom. You begin to touch them. You remember this." Jesus never forbids us to help people who make mistake in the past. 
It's not our job to judge anybody mistake. It's our job to love, to encourage, and to show mercy and kindness. Amen. Don't judge the poor. Don't condemn the single mom. Don't judge anybody. Our job is to show love. Use our hand to extend the mercy to them. Use our mouth to encourage them to pray for them. Amen. The key to happiness is not being loved. Thank God that many people love me, and thank God that He loved me. But my happiness does not depend on people's love toward me. Our happiness comes from finding somebody that we can love. Selfishness is the key to misery. People who are selfish and think about themselves all the time. Who gonna love me? Who gonna talk to me? Who gonna greet me in the church? Who gonna bring food to me? Who gonna do this to me? Those people are miserable, and they will lack blessing. Let's grow up. Let's become mature. Let's grow up and say, from now on, I am confident in the love of God. I don't need man's love, even though man's love is the bonus. But I'm gonna look for people that I can show love to. Because the Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. If you live a life of giving, serving, helping, showing kindness to people, you will be very blessed. Blessed in your heart, blessed in your physical body. God gonna protect you. You remember I shared a story about Pastor Joe Austin's mom, who was diagnosed of having liver cancer and have only six months to live. Instead of sitting at home. Feel pity on herself and waiting for people to come and pray for her. She went out to visit the sick. She went out to minister to people. She still went to church and God healed her, and she still lives today, still healthy. God healed her liver cancer, which is incurable. In the medical field, liver cancer has no cure, death only six months. But God performed miracle to heal her because she discovered this principle: you live for other people, you give to other people. It's more blessed to give. Than to receive, amen. It will bring real joy and fulfillment if you find somebody that you can minister to and help, amen? amen. Hallelujah! I want to tell you, in the church level, I and Pastor Da are very caring and thinking about the single mom and the widow and the fatherless all the time. Single mom is the type of the widow, even though the dad may not die yet. But he walk away. Unfortunately, many men in society are not responsible. They just want to have fun and they run away. They don't want to work. They don't want to feed the family. So left with a lot of single moms in society. I heard statistic that in America, lots of single mom. Now, what church really, really think about the single mom and the fatherless? The kids that have no father around because either the father died or the father ran away to have another girl or, or commit adultery, whatever. These kids are like the fatherless. They don't have father at home because the father ran away from the responsibility. And this mom really, really need help. They have to do two jobs: dad and mom at the same time. They have to work. To feed the family, and at the same time raise the kids, cook, and send the kids to school. Very tough work. Some of them don't know how to fix car because they're woman 
I don't know how to fix car either. But many women don't know how to fix car more than men. They need a car to drive to work. So men in the church who know about the car should tell the single mom that anytime you have car problem, let me know. I helped you. Some of you know how to fix house and pipe. Anything you say, call me anytime, single mom. I will come to your home and fix them for you. There are many. Governmental organization that help all this single mom and family or the fatherless, but the best structure in society that God ordained and instituted is the structure of the family. That's why God told me from the first day I started the church long time ago. Your church must be a family. Some single mom may not have family out there, may not have the husband, the kid may not have the father. But they have God as a father; they have God as their husband, and the church is a family to support them, to help them, to help them fix things in the house, help them to pay for rent if they're sick and they cannot go to work, they cannot get the paycheck that month. We need to help each other. Amen. Amen. Single mom need help, and some of them may come from the background of poor choices when they were young. That's okay. We all make. How many people never make poor choices or make wrong decision? I make wrong decision. Don't point finger and blame them. Oh, you make wrong decision. Now that's why you are single mom. That's why you're the widow. That's why your your son has no father. It's not about that because we all make mistake. But now let's move forward to help them, to help those who are in needs. Amen. Don't blame. Somebody need to do something about this issue. We cannot just decorate our brain and say, "Yeah, God care for the poor, the fatherless, the widow." Yes, thank you, Lord, for teaching me. And then you just put that on the shelf. Somebody need to do something. I'm going to give you some practical point here. Give me a few more minutes, and then we close in prayer. Okay. Practical point number one: research for worthy organization or programs that have done a good job. With integrity, to send food, clothes, and help people with shelter, get involved or donate money to them. That's one way. Go through some organization. Number two, seek out a single mom in your neighborhood and in your church. Remember them that they are in need, and maybe offer yourself to babysit. For a few hours every week, so that that single mom can go out to run errand and to do the shopping or to buy food or something, or can get a short break from the pressure of being both a dad and a mom. Maybe you say, "Come to my house, leave your children here. We we'll take care of your children for a few hours. You can have your own life. You can do something, or you can go to the prayer meeting or whatever you need to do. Offer yourself to help the single moms and the widows. Open your home to foster children." Or to adopt children, especially those who don't have good family or come from the third world country, children are longing for a loving family. Or another practical point: in your car or in your purse, always carry some snack packs of crackers or nuts in your car, in your purse, just in case the homeless people come close to you and put the hand up. And need help. You can not only hand money, but you can hand some food to them, the dry food to them. 
Pastor Dan, I always, if we are not in a hurry or we are in bad traffic, when people come to our window at our car and ask for help, we always give them money and we say, God bless you. We represent God and we, we just do help to the needy and we don't think too much about what they're going to spend money. We just do what the Bible says. Not only that, you can help a widow by do the shopping, grocery shopping, give her a ride to the doctor appointment or to any appointment, spend time with her, visit her, talk to her. She needs friends. So you offer your life to help the widow and the single mom. Or you can find a crisis pregnancy program and volunteer yourself to help the young single mom that the husband run away or she makes some mistake to nurture and train her how to raise her kid because she may not have a mom to train her. The husband is not around or the dad is not around, may not be even a husband, just a dad. So you can volunteer to help the young woman who has no family to help. Or if you're a good teacher, you can volunteer your time, donate your time a few hours a week to tutor either math or language, or anything to help the child of the single mom or the widow. Because the mom had to go out and work already, come back home tired, cook. You go there and say, I will tutor your son how to do the math, how to understand the English language, or whatever. You tutor the kids, help them. These are all practical points. Or you think about Isaiah 58, that fast for the widow, fast for the fatherless, you fast for this family every single week, maybe one day a week. Another thing you can do, visit nursing home, visit elderly folks, bring your kids to giggling around them because they are so lonely. They rarely heard the laughter of the children. You bring your kids and play and let them hear the giggling of the young kids, four or five years old. Visit them, talk to them, show love to them. Or if you have time, you can provide daycare for the single mom, working single mom, maybe a few days a week, that they can drop your kids there, come and pick up later on. You just take that kid with you anywhere. Or you can volunteer your time and donate funds to the natural relief program. Sometimes the calamity or disaster came to a country and people have no food to eat and no shelters. You can donate your time, fly there to help, or you donate money to help them. Our church do that all the time. When things happen in Philippines and many countries, we collect money and send to the relief program to help them, maybe Red Cross or some Christian organization. Okay? Give you your used clothing and furniture to some poor family to use. Okay? Or you can visit people in the prison, woman prison, Go visit some woman there, show love to them, bring gift to them. Or you can just in the church on Sunday or in the care group, you go to this single mom, fatherless, and look at their eyes and smile. How are you doing? What can I do for you? We pray for you. Just encourage them with your presence there. Don't ignore. You don't walk in and you're, oh, I'm gonna have, I have my own click groups here. I'm going to talk to my businessmen that I do business with and I don't care about other people. You know, you walk in, you look for 
the needy first, the oppressed first. You look for the single mom first and go greet them. Look at their eyes, eye to eye, and encourage them. That's another way to do. It's to be there, to be encourager to them. Or reach out to a struggling family. Maybe the father got into accident on the wheelchair, cannot work, and the mom has to work by herself. Work hours and hours. She has to come home and also cook and clean up the house. Maybe you can help those struggling family in the church. Give them some food, or go help them to clean up the house, or give them money so that the wife will, or the mom will not work, will not have to work so hard. Pay for their utility bills, something like that. You help the struggling family, or maybe the dad. Is sick in the hospital for a few months and lose the income. Then what you do? You go and help. You donate money. Amen. In our Thai service, there was one family that got into a big car accident. They could not work. The only one single woman feed the mom and the dad who is retired. Pastor Dan and I were thinking they are in the afternoon service, not in this service, and we were thinking that we should raise fund again to help this family because. The daughter got sick from the car accident and could not work full time now. They struggle, struggling family. Or you can sponsor a foreign child financially. I got the email from an organization a few weeks ago that a young boy in Uganda wanted to go to university. To go to university in Uganda, it takes eighteen hundred dollars a year, which is nothing for some of you. The mom can pay only fifty dollars. Poor family. I sent the email to all the elders in the church right away. I think we should help this young boy. Everyone say yes. So we're gonna pay every single year to meet his need to finish the university. I don't even think about they have to know me on this church. We just give it anonymously. We help this boy to go to school. Amen. To help some foreign. Third world country boys in healthcare, for Bible instruction, for clothing, and for education. Open your home, maybe on a temporary basis, for someone who just moved into town, and no one take care of them. They are still looking for job, or maybe some widows. Her husband just passed away, lose the apartment. You help open the home for a while until she can settle down. Oh, another way, simple way. Keep gift certificate, the gift certificate in your wallet or your purse. That gift certificate can be used to buy food, to buy clothes, maybe from the Target, or buy clothes, buy food from QFC or something. And you can hand that out to some people that they in need. They can go buy food. Amen. Amen. Carry gift certificate around. Or if you are in the medical profession, you can help some people in the church that have no money to go to see doctor. That make sure that they don't sue you if they, yeah. That's why I don't give prescription to people outside the church. Only inside the church because I don't want people to sue me. People can look for opportunity to sue the doctor. So I select people to help because I don't want to get into trouble legally. Amen. So all these things you can do, all these practical points. Let me read one more time in Isaiah one, verse seventeen, to close the sermon. 
Isaiah 1, verse 16 and 17. Watch and make yourself clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong. Learn to do right. The first part of your Christian walk, stop doing wrong thing. Don't do. Now, what to do? Again, compared to James chapter 1, verse 27, the same thing. The negative part you don't do and the positive part you should do. Seek justice. Encourage the oppressed. Defend the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Everyone say, I don't do bad things. And I will do right thing. I will care for the fatherless, the widows, the poor, the needy, the stranger, the foreigners, the oppressed, the afflicted, the needy. Amen? Are you convinced now from the scripture? That's what we should practice. Amen? Praise God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for educating, training your people in your house. Lord, you are our master. You say right, we go right. You say left, we go left. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus Christ has paid the price for us. He became poor so that we might be rich. He took our curse so that we might have the blessing of Abraham and the promises of the Holy Spirit. Lord, you bless, have blessed us so much in this nation. You have blessed this church so much in many ways. Lord, we don't want to be selfish, self-centered. We want to be givers. We want to, Lord, show kindness and mercy to people around us, Lord. Help us to be that kind of Christian. The Christians who care for the oppressed, for the fatherless, the orphans, the widows, the single mom, the afflicted, the poor, and the foreigner, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be that kind of Christian. May your Holy Spirit remind us every day that we need to bear good fruit as well. Not just abstaining from bad fruit, but do good things to the society, Father. Father, we pray for the widows in this house. We pray for the single moms and the fatherless in this house, Lord, that you will be their husband. You are their father. You take care of them. You minister to them. Protect them. Provide for them. Give them so much grace and favor and mercy, Lord. Love them. Reveal yourself to them, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Lord, if some of us have not done that, we repent and we ask you for forgiveness, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to forgive our selfishness, our lack of sensitivity to the needs of people. Help us, Lord, not to be like the people in Amos. Help us to be what you say in James chapter 1, verse 27, and Isaiah chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. Father, we thank you so much. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. How many say that I commit myself to do what the Bible says today?
raise your hand up. How many people believe that when you help the poor, you lend to the Lord and He will give it back to you? How many people believe that it's i t more blessed to give than to receive? How many people believe that we never outgive God? How many people say I will take care of the least of these people of His? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord bless all of you indeed. Anoint you, prosper you, give you wisdom, give you more love, more faith. Use you to be the blessing to the nations around the world. May the favor of God come upon you, wisdom of God come upon you. You shall be the head, not the tail. You shall be above, not beneath, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Give the mighty hand of praise to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.